Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, friends. Welcome to a very special edition of the Frontier Freedom Hour celebrating Holy Week. We figured we'd bring on some of Colorado Christian University's best and brightest to prepare us for Holy Week and the celebration of Easter this weekend. I hope you're having a wonderful, warm, finally, Easter weekend. It's been very cold here in Colorado this week. A constant reminder of what springtime in the Rockies is like. Friends, welcome. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation, running the board for us, as always, Michael Geronimo. Arpaio here at KNUS in Denver, Colorado, and Jamie Erker, the mighty one, the producer, communications director at the Centennial Institute. If you're listening to us for the first time, welcome. We cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. We are thankful we are not getting all the government we are paying for. So in light of Holy Week and the celebration of Easter, I thought, who better to talk to us and, and help us get focused on this important week. If you're like me, life is just incredibly busy and crazy, and you're running around, and you go, oh, my goodness, right? Palm Sunday, last Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter. These are really important days, and I think it's really critical for us to get focused, our, our lives, our hearts, our minds on what this week is really all about. So joining us in studio, Dr. David Cotter, the Dean of the School of Theology and Professor of New Testament Studies at Colorado Christian University, and on the line, the Chancellor of Colorado Christian University. You've heard his voice many a times on this show, Dr. Donald Sweeting. Gentlemen, to you both, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, Jeff. Great. So let's start with Chancellor Sweeting. Set the tone for us. Why is this week so important? Is this the most important week in the Christian calendar, you think? I, I do, and, and that was the testimony of the early Church as well. Um, I refer to it as the week that shook the world, and it's had many different names. It's been called Passion Week or Great Week or, or Holy Week, uh, and it uh, commemorates the and and in a way you know wants us to relive the events in the life of our lord from palm sunday to resurrection sunday and so historically the church has kind of focused its ideas around this and we may have listeners that go to church on christmas and easter those seem to be kind of the high holidays for uh, many christians but why why did these weeks kind of stand out chancellor sweeting from Colorado Christian University, why why do these weeks? Why does this week kind of stand out as opposed to other weeks in the Christian calendar? Well, it, it, first of all, the big idea is it highlights God's redemptive plan and His redemptive work in Jesus Christ. That's the big idea, and um, the reason it's not to belittle the, the the magnificence, the importance of the incarnation or creation, for that matter. But when you look at the Gospels, you'll find that um, one third of Jesus' teaching recorded in the Gospels, took place during this week. Hmm. One-third of his work took place during this week. In the uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, one-third of the Synoptic Gospels focuses on this week, and a whopping one-half of John's Gospel wow. is devoted to telling this story as well. So 
I think this is God's way of trying to get our attention and just say, focus on this. So, Dean Cotter, Dean of the School of Theology, Professor of New Testament Studies at CCU. Let's, let's look at this week. Let's start with last Sunday, Palm Sunday, and then walk us through this week. What was Jesus doing in his ministry in the culmination of this week? Well, so this is a time when he is entering to Jerusalem. He's actually coming from the east and coming down from the Mount of Olives through the Kidron Valley up into the the old city of Jerusalem himself. Um, he's riding on a the, a colt, the foal of a donkey. He's been prophesied to enter the city this way in Zechariah, and it's basically a a sign of peace, not of conquest, but of peace. Mm. And the crowds at this point are are accepting him. They're waving palm branches in the air, saying, Hosanna, save us. Um, Hosanna to the son of David, recognizing his his descent from uh, the kings of Israel. And um, yeah, he's going to go into the temple and, and look around here on the first day of Holy Week. And so in one week, he goes from this, right, being celebrated to being crucified. Mm-hmm. What happened in this week? I mean, our crowds are never fickle, right? <laughs> they, they don't change on a dime, do Right. They? Well, one of the first things he did was go into the temple, look around, and see that they were money changers, changing uh, coins, taking advantage of the pilgrims there, uh, selling uh, doves, selling uh, sheep, and so forth. And Jesus, I love this in John, it says, he sat down and wove together a whip out of cords. Mm. And so it was a premeditated act Mm. that he said, he basically drove the animals and drove the money changers out of the temple. And that that certainly didn't win him a lot of friends. Chancellor Sweeting, this incoming of Jesus on the uh, the fold or on the... um, What's the right phrase on that? Yeah, the triumphal entry. The triumphal on, entry. On the on the foal of a donkey. On yeah. the foal of a donkey, that's right. As he enters, there, there's a lot of connection to the Old Testament here, right, Chancellor Sweeting? I mean, there's kind of prophecy interlaced throughout this. Well, of course, there's, uh, you know, prophecies of, of the Messiah coming in uh, on, a, on a cult, and, uh, um, and, you know, you were also referring to crowds aren't fickle. Um, I, I was talking to somebody this week, and he said, explain to me the hysteria of crowds in the United States. Uh, and I said, well, the madness of crowds is something old and something new. Um, and so uh, the coming of Christ, the ministry of Christ, the righteousness of Christ, the death of Christ uh, is prophesied in mm-hmm. the Old Testament Scripture. Isaiah 53 is the go-to chapter if you want a great, vivid, uh, quick place to to uh, uh, read about it, and how the, the cross is anticipated and, and prophesied. So this happens Palm Sunday. What, what happens in Jesus's ministry then between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? And then help me explain what Monday, Thursday is Dean Cotter. Okay. Well, in fact, before we go that, I just I just want to note, uh, as Chancellor Sweeting was describing this, uh, he and I walked this road yeah, on the east side right. of Jerusalem earlier. It's been about six months ago with uh, people from Colorado Christian University, friends of our university. So this is not just a philosophy system. This is not a a way of thinking. This is a historic event we're describing. And as I read about Easter, I I notice that in many of the accounts, they always insert, this commemorates the Christian belief 
that Jesus rose from the dead, or it commemorates this thought. And uh, what we're describing here from this prophecy in uh, Zechariah chapter 9, uh, he just sa- he's talking about a specific point in time on a specific road, and Zechariah says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. That's where this language comes from. And this gentle and lowly language is is what Jesus picks up in Matthew 19, referring to himself. Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden. Mm. I'll give you rest and because I am gentle and lowly in heart. That's Jesus' self-description of himself. Wow. And as he's coming in, at, at this point, we may in, in our hour have a chance to talk about Revelation 19, the second coming of Jesus, hmm. where it's far from this. But anyway, we just have, your question was, what happens this week? Matthew records many parables that he's going to tell in the temple and in the environs. He's going to go to Bethany and meet with Lazarus, uh, who he's raised from the dead, his sisters, Mary and Martha. So just basically tying up the rest of his, his ministry here with some final teachings about the kingdom. Yeah, when when we were there, you know, you're reminded that these are real events in real places. This is not a, describing a Disney World fantasy theme park. You can go to the ruins of Caiaphas' house. You can go to the, 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 the floor of the Roman fortress where he was scorched. Mm-hmm. You can go to the Garden of Gethsemane. You can stand in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Um, so these are these are real places. It just makes it very vivid. And so as the story, you know, as the week goes on, and, and it's great to walk through uh, the week reading the account and, and taking it in, whether it's through, uh, primarily through reading Scripture, but also through hearing preaching and and um, and films and and mu- uh, sacred music, but um, the plot against Jesus thickens as the um, uh, establishment um, is uh, threatened by by Christ. There's the betrayal. There's the denial by the disciples. There's um, the arrest in the Garden of uh, Gethsemane. Uh, there's the trial, the mock trial, the the rigged in unjust trial. Uh, there's the collusion of the chief priests with the Romans, uh, and uh, and then the bigger picture of Scripture is, and, and we were actually involved in this because uh, our mm-hmm. sins put him on the cross. And Friday, of course, commemorates the uh, crucifixion of Christ, Saturday being in the tomb, Sunday the resurrection. There's a lot to talk about in this week. <laughs> and my goal, my goal is to really help those that are listening, primarily those that are engaged in public policy. That's what the Centennial Institute does. That's what our audience is focused in on. To take this week to make sure that we're checking our hearts and reflecting on what was accomplished this week and how we can participate in the work that God is doing. So we're going to continue this conversation when we come back. We're talking with Dr. David Cotter, the Dean of the School of Theology and Professor of New Testament Studies at Colorado Christian University and the Chancellor of Colorado Christian University, Dr. Donald Sweeting. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute. We'll be right back after these messages. (laughs) 